the importance of just like leaning on God and like totally letting him do his thing because so often we're always trying to do it and that almost never works out. Welcome to a One Life podcast. One Life, as you may or may not know, is a grassroots learning collective made up of equippers serving classes BC, Northwest, and Southeast in the Christian Reformed Church. By providing events and resources centered around the five foundational callings of the church, worship, faith formation, servant leadership, global mission, justice, and mercy. This week on the show, you'll hear part two of my two-part chat with Noah Stolte, editor of a One Life podcast. I had the privilege of chatting with Noah and hearing about how God walked with him through cancer in his childhood, not once, but twice. It's amazing to see how God works in his life through miraculous circumstances, restraining cancer until just the right time, you'll see in the episode what I mean, and then also through natural means doctors, nurses, healthcare workers, and friends. Noah and I were emailing back and forth in preparation for this episode, and he told me that actually September 19th is the anniversary of his bone marrow transplant, which is just incredible timing. And so on this very special day, the day the episode is released, I hope you really lean in and listen and enjoy this powerful story. Here's Noah. The bone marrow transplant is one of the more riskiest things I've ever done. Anything can really happen because you're replacing your immune system, which means like when you usually have an organ transplant, they put it in you. And then your body attacks it, right? That's graft or host graft versus host disease, right? So your body will like maybe attack your new lung if it's right. not right. accepted, and so you take um, anti-rejection drugs. Yep. But you're actually putting your new immune system in your body with a bone marrow transplant, so it can attack anything. Might reject the whole body. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it could just like maybe it'll go for your liver, maybe it'll go for your lungs, like. It's kind of insane. A lot of people have a lot of like very wide-reaching complications with it. And so like when you're signing up for it, they really don't have any way to know if it's going to go well or not. They pretty much just say like works a lot of the time, works doesn't work a lot of the time. Like this is our best bet though. So you just got to give it a shot. <laughs> what a what a Hail Mary to, yeah, to do. It yeah. was in grade 11. It was pretty stressful. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, was... And were you briefed on that? You knew at yeah, that time that yeah. that was the risk? Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was wow. like in September, coming up on the anniversary, actually. September, I think, 19th in 2017. That was when my bone marrow transplant was. And so the weeks leading up to it, I actually had a really good summer leading up to it. Uh, we were living in Vancouver um, at Ron McDonald House. My family had moved down, like I had said earlier. Um, so my little sisters were going to go to school at, like, a nearby school in Vancouver. Um, my dad took a bit of a sabbatical from his teaching and uh, came and moved down. And my mom was down there, too. So we're all kind of living together. My older sister um, stayed up north um, just because... Oh, wait, actually, she was at university. She was at King's 
college cool or king's university in um edmonton edmonton yeah and then so she went back for the summer just to work in smithers and she came down to visit it a lot but i think memory serves for the most part she was away in edmonton yeah collect my thoughts yeah no take your time yeah sorry this is a lot of just me talking it, I, that's 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 the object of this episode okay yeah, well, get to know good. you that's good this is a fascinating story man yeah it's uh it's pretty crazy sometimes i i don't think about everything that's happened to me all the time obviously you can't just be thinking about that all the time so sometimes i remember i'm like wow that happened like, <laughs> yeah that's crazy there's little details that i always forget like in early on in the treatment i had like a blood clot in my arm one morning I woke up and my hand was like swollen, like so big, like my fingers were like, oh wow, yeah, really wide, like yeah. you couldn't see any of my like knuckles or anything. Yeah. And I was like, Dad, does this look normal? And he was like, No, <laughs> that does not look normal. And then it ended up being a whole thing. And like, but yeah, it's just something that like I forgot happened because I ended up having to take blood thinners. Yeah, for that whole time from like, I guess it was um, April. Two up to my bone marrow transplant, I was taking blood thinners every four hours or something, mm. like injecting myself like an insulin needle, pretty much. Right. But I, that's just something that was like all so minor compared to everything else that happened that I don't even really remember that. Yeah. Very often, like sometimes I'm just like, oh yeah, I did have a blood clot and I was doing that the whole time. Like, yeah. wow, that's crazy. But, um, yeah. Sorry. No problem. No, that's yeah. that is, and it's it's cool. And and feel free to keep letting the memories come up too. They mm-hmm. all kind of color the story in a really interesting way. For sure. So yeah. so we're towards the end of grade eleven now. Yes. Um, so at the end of, I just had kind of just dropped out of grade yeah. eleven. Okay. I just had to. I did um, some school at the hospital, and they pretty much just had me do the easiest <laughs> version of everything that I could do. Um, I think for the most part. I didn't, I just remember I didn't finish my physics course in grade 11. I had to do that the next year. But I'm pretty sure I finished most of my stuff pretty well. And if not, I finished it throughout the summer, just a little bit later. There's a lot of exceptions when you're going through something like that. So good. (laughs) Yeah, they're pretty gracious. Um, But yeah, so my summer was pretty good. Um, That drug that I had gotten, that experimental one, that's what I took during the summer. And it was really cool. It's like... It was a continuous infusion, so I had a little pump attached to me, and what it did was it like made my own immune system attack attack the cancer cells. So while the drug was running through me, I think it was, um, so one part of my immune system would attack another part of my blood cells, like for the whole summer. But because of that, it wasn't really that bad because usually chemo, you're feeling really sick, your hair's gone, but for the most part. All summer long, I was just feeling fine. Yeah. Like, I had, like, a couple things that I had to take. Um, I was carrying a pump around, but I was able to live life pretty normally from the Ron McDonald house for that summer, and that was a super big blessing for me and my family, so. Great. Yeah, it was really awesome. Yeah, and then, so, near the end of the summer, um, was definitely getting stressful because kind of, like, this looming, like, date that <laughs> it's like a expiry date almost like <laughs> felt like at least like is it gonna be a good thing or a bad thing like who knows just kind of at the trust i actually went to um the reactivate um oh, did you? conference yeah it was gonna be like the weekend before i started all my radiation and chemotherapy before the transplant and it was really fun like i just like it felt like such a, like a 
a break from mm-hmm. everything to be able to just like head off to Abbotsford and we camped in the field of mm-hmm. the gateway CRC. It was mm-hmm. really fun. Yeah. I remember going up into the bushes and taking lots of pictures. I went to, did the photography thing. It was, cool. it was very fun. Yeah. It was uh, definitely a blessing to be able to duck out. And the pastor there like totally like spoke this insane message that was just like, who was the speaker that we, that year? I can't quite remember. He was from the United States. Okay. And he just happened to preach on his wife's battle with cancer, which was just no like way. insane. And it was like, so like encouraging because it ended up, she ended up doing all right and everything. And then wow. so I was just like, yeah, I wish I remembered a bit more of that. But I just remember it being very powerful. So. That's so cool. I'm, yeah. I'm going to a reactivate planning meeting right after this. No way. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, tell them that it was awesome. <laughs> I will. I will pass this yeah, in on. In 2017. <laughs> yeah. I will definitely pass that on. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. But then, so that next uh, month and a bit of my life were pretty rough after that. Okay. Yeah, I had this crazy, um, I guess I had the radiation first, which is like full body radiation at VGH. It was uh, pretty awful. Um, like just made me like sick to my stomach, like mm. instantly. It was crazy. Ugh. I hadn't had radiation before that, so it was kind of a new thing for me. It was not nice. Um, and then after that, I went and had like some like pretty heavy chemo. Um, so all my hair started falling out then, um, which is not super new either. I had had that happen before, but mm-hmm. it just all summer I was able to keep it. So it was nice. Yeah. And then, so they checked me into this room and then for bone marrow transplant, you have to be in complete isolation because you have zero immune system because it's all killed. Right. So you have nothing. So I was in a room. Um, I wasn't allowed to leave the room. Anyone who came in the room had to change their clothes and then wipe everything down for a whole minute. Anything in the room, we planned on what was going to go into the room to, like, be there for me, to, like, entertain me, I guess, for the... It's going to be, like, a month and a A bit. month of yeah. isolation. Yes. Wow. Yeah, it was... And so, like, I had my guitar, I had, like, my video games, what TV, like, for the most part, I'm probably... We're probably at the best time on uh, earth to be entertained for a month in a room. True. (laughs) True. I I didn't have a lot of like complaints other than the fact that I had to do it. But, um, yeah. And then, so it happened. They got the bone marrow. They like flew it from the other side of the country, like I said, and it went in smoothly. Um, yeah, my transplant actually went like amazing. I think that it couldn't have really gone any better, honestly. It went a little crazy in the hospital for about a month and a bit, so that was... I believe it. <laughs> played a lot of video games, watched a lot of Netflix. Yeah, I was pretty tired. Um, also, I didn't really... My sisters say I sort of <laughs> didn't talk to them for a lot, but I think uh, I'm excused on that because I think I just kind of like shut myself down to just totally like weather the storm for a, a month. Which Numb I it think, all. Yeah. 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 So... That was, I guess there actually was a bit of a complication. I did get an infection in one of my, like, lines, like one of the IVs or whatever at one point. So they had to, like, do some surgery on me and give me a new line. But it went fine, and the infection didn't end up being anything. I just had to have surgery with no immune system, which is scary for them, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Wow. But it went well. Um, I moved out, and then I sort of transitioned very slowly 
back into like being able to see people again. We lived at Ronald McDonald House, I think, until January. Okay. So that's your grade twelve year then. Yeah, at that point. I missed yep. I missed most of my grade twelve year, which was sad because I was going to play volleyball in the fall. Oh. That beginning of grade twelve, but never that's happened. So it was yep. the year I was finally going to feel like I was actually good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's all right. Some things just don't work out, mm. which is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I went back to school in February, I believe, of twenty eighteen. Still on a lot of medication. Like, there's a lot of, like, after medication that you have to take. Yeah. Just so that, like, your immune system doesn't go crazy and, like, attack you. Um, It did... I ended up getting some, like, sores or something in my mouth, which is what happens as, like, a precursor to anything else. So they brought me back and, like, gave me more meds to take, which wasn't fun. I had to take prednisone for a while. I don't know if you know. It's kind of like a cure-all for everything. I feel like everybody okay. knows somebody who's taken yes, prednisone. Yes, I've heard of it, yeah. Yeah, so I had to take that for a while, like in s- spring of 2018 before graduating. So I got super uh, <laughs> inflated and, <laughs> and chubby from my grad pictures, which is, you can't see me, but it's uh, I'm a pretty thin guy, so a lot, most people do not even recognize me right. when I show them pictures of that time, which is kind of crazy. It's funny. It's fun to show mm-hmm. them because no one ever believes me that that's me <laughs> if mm-hmm. they don't know my whole story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, after that, I, did, um, I didn't really graduate having taken all the courses I wanted to, so I stuck around for a year, and I worked at, like, a home hardware, and then I took some courses through my school's, like, distributed learning so i took like biology and chemistry cool the next year after is that in smithers again then yeah yeah yeah. just to um i just didn't know what i wanted to do yet so i was like well might as well take these sciences because i liked science yeah and then uh, i wanted to make sure that it wasn't something that i like wanted to pursue and then also wanted to have those courses to get into any university with uh, decent grades but yeah i kind of digressing now so my uh cancer journey was pretty crazy a lot of ups and downs and that, is that about it till today um cancer wise yes though i've had some some complications like i have some knee problems and like right. some other things just because like you don't really escape from chemotherapy and radiation for like two years of your life without some pretty nasty side effects my knees have like like, I have a joint problem, so it's too bad. I can't really jump or run very well anymore without causing myself a lot of pain. So I just bike, which is good, nice. good for the knee. So, good choice. Yeah, yeah You're in yeah. a good city for that, too. Yeah, yeah, totally. Living the dream. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that, that is tough, um, but but also amazing. Like, yeah. the degree to which you're unscathed after all that. It's pretty amazing, especially since I do know a lot of people who have done something similar. Not Definitely not all of them can say same so yeah 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 and um personally faith wise like i I have a really close friend of mine who um had his hips replaced when he was about 11 and rheumatoid arthritis right so that's another thing you spend a lot of time in hospitals and it's it's tough emotionally like do you find that is there like a fear like this thing's gonna come back and you're gonna be back there again or it, it doesn't really i don't really have that fear anymore i think a bone marrow transplant was a really nice way 
for me to be able to just not feel that fear because mm. I think it would be really obvious. More the fear is probably like a secondary cancer yeah, happening one. Yeah. because of so much chemo and stuff. Right. But yeah, I don't know. I don't really dwell on it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I kind of have learned that it's best not to just think yeah. about things like that. Keep keep living. Yeah. It's such a gift that you've been given by, like we said earlier, God, but also all of these communities, doctors, this random donor who you don't know who it is. Absolutely. And also our church community up north, so generous. They helped us the whole time through, like, because of all the trips that we had to take down south. We were driving, like, an old Astro van when I first yes, got the, the Chevy Astro. Yeah. Classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but it obviously couldn't drive to Vancouver from yeah. Smith. It's a 12-hour drive, if you don't know. It's... Yeah. And it's not an easy drive. It's like through the canyon and all that. So it definitely, it was not going to be able to do that. So even with like the money though, that we were able to get with from the church and from our community smithers too, they're also very generous up there. Um, yeah, we're able to get a new van. We're able to like support ourselves with food and stuff. It, it was totally blessed by everybody. Good. Yeah. Good. So where where are you at now? We we talked a little bit before we started recording, but you're in music school. Yeah. So um, yeah. After that, I actually went to YWAM. Oh, cool. Uh, in Australia, Toowoomba, which I didn't know existed until I went there. Um, <laughs> just this uh, inland town in Australia. Why anybody would go to an inland town in Australia <laughs> beats me. But I went. <laughs> but uh, yeah, went to. Toowoomba for like a music and worship school because I always like throughout I've always like loved music and was playing the guitar I actually was taking guitar lessons when I relapsed the second time mm. or no relapsed so I had cancer the second time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and that got kind of interrupted by that and then so I was kind of teaching myself the guitar in the hospital and like throughout the journey and then yeah I just was interested in like learning more I wanted to like learn how to write songs and stuff didn't really happen at YOM, um, but it's okay because it kind of like got my feet wet at least with people who do. Um, and then COVID happened. I was actually yeah. I was actually in Thailand on a missions trip through YOM when COVID happened. Wow, wow. <laughs> so like I was in Bangkok, and the whole world is going insane. It was it was crazy. We were working like in the red light district um, with women which is, I think, would probably be ground zero for COVID, especially when it's coming out of, like, Wuhan. Right. Because, like, that's where all the tourism goes, sadly, to the red light district in Thailand, and that's where we're spending, like, three days a week. So I'm pretty sure I did actually get COVID before it even left Asia. Right. Which is... I think my acclaim to fame. Yeah. <laughs> Early adopter <laughs> yeah, or something. exactly, exactly, yeah. And then we went back to Australia... Um, for the last two weeks of YWAM, and that's when the whole world, like, shut down. It was uh-huh. crazy. It was, uh-huh. like, that was when uh, Rudy Goldberg or whatever was licking the mics, and uh-huh. the NBA was shutting down, yes. and all the people were looking for toilet paper, and yes. all that early 2020 madness. Oh, man. Yeah. What a time. Yeah. Um, that crossed my mind um, while you were describing your isolation, this sort of, like, uh, waves of cancer and and emotional resiliency through Mm -hmm. i thought did did that prepare you well for covid or i think so i don't know i've never really been that put out by covid restrictions honestly except for i went to redeemer actually for the 
in early 20, in the 2020 semester, 2020, 2021, uh, Redeemer College in Ancaster, in mm-hmm. Hamilton. Um, and that actually was like the worst time for COVID because I wasn't really allowed to like leave my room. Right. Or I wasn't allowed to leave my dorm. Yeah. I had some friends there, but like there's only some of us in the dorm and I wasn't really allowed to go in other people's dorms. So I guess that is kind of like mini um, bone marrow transplant isolation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that was not fun. But for the most part, yeah, no, COVID hasn't really bothered me too much. Um, I haven't gotten it since I got it in Bangkok. So. <laughs> <laughs> the first strain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's because I got it before mutated at all. Yeah, but yeah. They say that that isn't how it works. So <laughs> I don't, I don't think right. that's uh, what happened, but. I'm not, I'm not a scientist. You could yeah. convince me of anything. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think so, though, what your question was, did it prepare you? I think so. It was funny when COVID started happening, everybody was talking about masks and stuff. Um, my uh, mom and all her friends who had kids with cancer and stuff were like, this ain't new to us. Yeah. Like, we are used to walking around in masks and being worried about sanitizing everything and people coughing and this is just this is everyday like living for us yeah yeah like they're they would almost like laugh at people who are so like like obviously it's fair to be freaked out but they they kind of felt like they had this uh past experience with like knowing exactly how all of this works already so briefed on it Yeah, Yeah, yeah totally yeah totally yeah but i am very glad that i don't I, I'm not having to go through all of that cancer journey during COVID. Yeah. Because that would be way worse. Double isolation, right? Yeah. Now. And like, it's just... Weak immune system. I actually talked to one of my old nurses um, on the bus the other day. I ran into her. No way. <laughs> yeah. And so I was talking to her and apparently it's just like everybody, all the kids on the, the cancer ward floor have COVID like pretty much constantly. Yeah. But it's... It's not like because of the strains, it's not like super serious, but it's pretty much just like really long lasting. Yeah. And so they're all isolating all the time pretty much. And, but they just have these like colds hanging on for so long because they have no immune system to fight it. Right. So it's just like a huge pain more than anything, but it's also like, it's demoralizing, right? Like having to be in isolation every time you go to the hospital and for the whole time that you're there, like the other people are kind of what makes the cancer journey the most bearable is like the solidarity you have with other families so yeah yeah it's not uh doesn't sound nice at all oh yeah so i mean i guess it's not nice either way but But it sounds extra not nice yeah extra not nice (laughs) i bet yeah so so now you're in in music school at langara i actually just graduated it was nice one year certificate um through langara yeah, so I had kind of ditched my... I was in a history-English degree at Redeemer, but then COVID was bad while I was there, and then they locked down Ontario while I was home for the Christmas holidays, so I just took it online. Yeah. And didn't really inspire me to yeah. continue on. I was like, wow, yeah. I don't like Zoom at all. And that much money for Zoom yeah, class. Exactly. That's the piece that kills me. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, I was like, well, maybe I'll return to it someday, but I want to pursue music because I was writing music and trying to like figure out how to like produce and record it myself throughout the whole year at Redeemer just trying to figure out that stuff Mm -hmm. out and it's very complicated to figure out on your own I know lots of people do but 
you, I didn't want like gaps in my knowledge of like all the programs and everything. So yeah, yeah. So I uh, found Langara program, pretty decent price, like good quality, lots of good reviews. So I did that for this last year. I guess I would have started around now last year, and I just finished the 31st of July. And it was awesome, yeah, like, I really enjoyed it. I learned, like, more than I ever have about anything in that span of time. Because wow. I went in probably knowing, like, little to nothing about anything to do with producing music or recording audio or mixing and stuff. Do you have some recorded songs already? I do. Um, I am actually releasing my first, like, official release on like the first of september on spotify no and all the way. other platforms what's it yeah, called it's called uh, the song's called watergate cool <laughs> so my love of history i guess yeah there but wow yeah i pretty much just like write like indie rock kind of it's not uh not like worship music or anything but uh it's not not christian that's what i like to say it's uh it's um just like about life and stuff yeah it's uh your self which is in 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 at least on some level related to christianity yeah, and to christ yeah. is going to come through right yeah absolutely i i love that i remember talking about that all the time growing up in christian school and talking about christian music and christian and secular and all these categories mm-hmm. and on some level it's important i think to break down who said it? i don't know who said it but someone said christianity should never be an adjective right yeah. It's a noun. Christian is a noun. True. It shouldn't. It should, Christian shouldn't be an adjective. So. Totally. I kind of like that. Yeah, you're I making like music. Well. Yeah, totally. And you're a Christian. Yeah, and I just do my best to do my best with mm. the music and be as true to myself and glorify God through it and not do it for like any wrong reason, I guess, yeah. or anything yeah. like that. Just try to be, I don't know. That's awesome. Like, honest and righteous about it, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And um, you're you're the editor, so if I were the editor, I would be like you know looping in a song right now. But since you're the editor, and I'm sure you're a very modest person, I'm gonna have to ask you: could you could you loop in? Could you add in one of your songs at the end of this episode so we could hear? Uh sure, yeah, yeah. I can, I can, I can try that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. You'll do that. Do it for me. Don't do it for you. Okay. Do it for me. Because sure. I'm asking. Maybe, maybe after the episode, I'll show you show you some, and you can pick one. Decide what when you want. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah, please. Let's let's loop in one of your songs to end this episode. Because um, <laughs> yeah, I think that would be a great way to end. And um, I'm sure there will be at least one or two songs that you have that kind of um, talks about life experience. You know. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah. Yeah. We'll find one. Even yeah, even we'll... even your Watergate song would be great. I'd yeah, love to okay. hear something that you've got uh, recorded for sure. Um, yeah, and I think that'll be a perfect way to end. So we'll play that in a in a in a few seconds. But um, but Noah, this has been an amazing chance to chat. Um, I, I, sometimes I like to do like uh, theologizing, and we did a little bit of that along the way. Right. But so much of your story, I think, just speaks for itself, and. Uh, and lends itself to all these different musings of how God is at work through humanity, doctors, community, church, mm-hmm. um, you know. And I, I, yeah, I just think it is such a testimony to God's uh, God's work. Um, but I always leave the last word with the guests. So, is, is there anything else you'd love to share, or any thoughts, kind of final thoughts you have, having shared more of your story with us? Uh, I think just anything about my story is really just the importance of just like leaning on God and like totally letting him do his thing because so often we're always trying to do it and that 
almost never works out. So <laughs> that's just like the overarching lesson of my story, I feel like. But uh, that is a good word. Yeah. And a heart feels like a hard earned uh, word. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. So thank you so much for sharing that with us, Noah. This has been such an awesome chat. I said to you at the beginning too, part of the fun of podcasting is just put the mics on and then forget about it. And then I get to have a cool chat. And so I really appreciate uh, just being able to chat with you. Um, And then shortly we'll turn the mic around and do episode two where we talk about what this one life thing is that we're engaged in. So great. great. Thank you so much for, for this chat. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. On the show today, you heard Noah Stolte, our trusty podcast editor, sharing with us the second half of his childhood battle against cancer. Thank you for sharing your rich and powerful story with us, Noah. And stay tuned for the October episode, friends, where Noah and I will switch seats. He will interview me and will unpack where we're going with season two and what the heck this whole One Life podcast is about anyways. Stay tuned. For all your other One Life needs, including events, links, and information, you can find them at crconelife.ca. And if you have any feedback at all, or want to get in touch, or if you know someone who would be a great guest for a future One Life podcast episode, please email me at podcast at crconelife.ca. Thanks for listening.